former President Donald Trump's lawyers are now at the courthouse, set to meet with District Attorney Fonnie Willis and negotiate his surrender on RICO charges tied to his effort to overturn the 2020 election. A short time ago, John Eastman, a former Trump lawyer and a primary architect of that 2020 election subversion scheme, agreed to a $100,000 bond. And pro-Trump poll watcher Scott Hall agreed to a $10,000 bond. Let's get you straight to the courthouse now with CNN's Caitlin Polans. Caitlin Eastman, obviously one of the biggest names uh, of the 19 defendants, not including Donald Trump. What's the latest that you're learning about what's happening at the courthouse behind you? Well, what we're learning now at the courthouse from our own Zach Cohen and Caitlin Collins is that Donald Trump's lawyers are here indeed doing the negotiations for his own bond terms. Donald Trump being one of the 19 defendants in this criminal case. There are several different defense lawyers that are negotiating bond terms, just like John Eastman, you just mentioned, has that $100,000 bond set. Another defendant in this case uh, who was trying to, who was accused of trying to access vote tabulating machines in Coffee County, Georgia, he has a $10,000 bond. And so the big question of the afternoon and throughout the rest of this week is going to be exactly how is Donald Trump treated here compared to the other defendants in this case and then defendants writ large in the state of Georgia in Fulton County who are being accused of white-collar crime or racketeering charges. Does he have some sort of bail term that is set and very similar to these other defendants? Is he treated the same as other defendants? We won't know that until we see what the agreement is that his lawyers reach with the prosecutor's office here and a judge signs off on it. But once we get that document, that is what we're gonna be looking for. And then once that document is in the system, along with the documents for these other 18 defendants alongside Trump, they then all have to turn themselves in. They all have to be arraigned. They have to visit the jail and they will have to enter their pleadings of not guilty. And so that arrest process, that arraignment process, that's what's teed up for the rest of this week. Uh, perhaps arraignments going into next week. We're going to be watching all of that play out as Donald Trump and others working around him, including people who were closely affiliated with his campaign, people who were lawyers for him, as they run uh, a face with the criminal justice system as criminal defendants being accused of taking actions that were illegal in the state of Georgia after the 2020 election to help the former president maintain power, even though he lost this state and others across the nation. Uh, Caitlin, let's zero in on the John Eastman agreement. Take us through the details of that. Yeah, there's a couple different pieces of this that are quite important. One is that this Eastman agreement is the first that we have of these 19 defendants. And one of the terms here is that John Eastman cannot communicate with other defendants in this case. He also can't communicate with other witnesses in this case about the facts of the case. And so that means he's not going to personally be able to coordinate with other lawyers he might know and have quite a long history with, who he was working with alongside with Trump after the election. He's not going to be able to talk to Trump himself about this case. They're going to have to talk through their lawyers or somehow through mediation in some, uh, in some informal sense if they do want to coordinate their legal defenses in some way. But that's a pretty strict term. Uh, and if you do violate it, you could be in violation of your jail terms or your bond terms, meaning you might have to go back to jail. The other thing about this is that $100,000 bond, that doesn't mean that you write a check for $100,000. 
dollars. Although I guess you can. It means that you're essentially assuring uh, that you're going to keep showing up and that you would owe that money if you don't show up for future proceedings, if you were to abscond, if you don't show up for trial, something like that. But it still is something that puts you in the court system as a criminal defendant and makes sure uh, it's the guarantee to the court that you as a defendant will see this through and they will be able to try a case against you as a defendant in the state of Georgia. The first day of a big week ahead in Fulton County. Caitlin Polans, thanks so much for the reporting. Jim. We're joined now by Lawfare's Fulton County correspondent Anna Bauer has been covering this case very closely since the beginning. Anna, good to have you on. With Trump's lawyers there now, based on the way other cases have been negotiated, is it likely that an agreement would come today for his surrender uh, arrangement or, or, or might this drag on for a little bit? I think it really depends on kind of what's on the table. Uh, I think it's likely that we see some some agreement on the standard conditions that were entered on the consent bonds in uh, John Eastman's case and then Scott Hall as well. That includes things like not intimidating witnesses, uh, not con contacting co-defendants except through counsel. Those are things that are pretty standard conditions that I think will be easily resolved and agreed to. The big questions will be whether they come to an agreement about the bond amount and then also whether they come to an agreement about the the terms of surrender that is is due to happen by Friday while that is usually in the the realm of decision making with the sheriff's office as to how to handle it so that's things like whether or not the defendant has a mugshot yeah. mugshot taken. Those things usually are decided by the sheriff's office, but the sheriff has said that unless he hears otherwise, you know, he will treat Trump and other defendants the way that they usually would be treated like every other defendant. But I think that means that the district attorney does have some dis decision making here about how to approach it. So we will see yeah. whether or not, you know, Trump yeah. will be booked and weighed and, and, uh, and has have his mugshot taken like every other defendant. The previous indictments Trump has faced, he has not had to post bond. Is it more likely based on how we know Fulton County runs? And by the way, first time Fulton County has seen an indicted president walk through those doors. But, but based on the way they typically handle things like that, is it more likely than not that he would have to post bond here, whereas he has not in previous cases? Certainly think that it, it will be likely that he will post bond. That is uh, 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 very common in Fulton County. Uh, I think that that will occur here, especially now that we've seen John Eastman has a bond of $100,000. As Caitlin mentioned, however, that is not the actual amount that you have to pay. You usually pay about 10%, and, and the rest yep. of it is is more like an assurance that you will pay it. Um, so I, I, I don't, I think that what we will see is that Trump will have a bond that is higher than Eastman's. It, it seems to be the case that what we're seeing here is a higher amount based on the involvement or alleged involvement in the conspiracy. So I would think that Trump, out of all of the defendants, might have the highest bond amount set. Yeah. Regardless of whether he has to, the former president, take a mugshot, give his fingerprints, those scenes we've seen so often for, for others going through a process like that, he will still have to walk through the doors of the Fulton County Jail, walk through rooms that, that other lower level 
offenders must walk through every day there. Can, can you describe what that looks like? What, what he will certainly have to face there as opposed to questions that are still open at this point? Right. So the facility where Trump is likely to be booked, although nothing is set in stone, is is what's known in Atlanta as the Rice Street facility. It is an infamous facility in the Atlanta area. It has been subject of numerous lawsuits for uh, inhumane treatment and conditions of individuals who are incarcerated there. Uh, it, m most recently, it was the subject of national headlines when it was alleged that an, an incarcerated person died there as the result of a, a bed bug infestation. So it is a, a place that certainly no wow. one wants to end up, and and Trump will have to you know walk through that facility and and um, like any other defendant, spend some time there. How long? It's unclear, but he he certainly will be. Uh, treated like other defendants in that respect. It's a remarkable scene to imagine. Uh, Anna Bauer, uh, thanks so much. Appreciate it.